Before we get to today's Big Little Lies podcast, I want to thank our friends over at TrueCar. 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your cash with TrueCar. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a true cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to TrueCar and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions, and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from a local TrueCar certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Hey everybody, what's going on? Josh Wiggler here, and surprise, we've got a Big Little Lies podcast for you here on Post Show Recaps. Bit of a surprise, uh, not something that we announced, wanted to make sure we got all of our ducks in a row before we kicked this thing off, or chickens, as the case may be, with my wonderful co-host, the the beautiful, the talented, so smart, the graduate, the master Emily Fox. Emily Fox, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. It has been a long time since you and I have been in front of a microphone together. Such a pleasure to be here. It's actually like we sit in front of a microphone uh, most days uh, when we're sitting uh, in our in our living room watching TV because the microphone is in there, but we're not like speaking into the microphone. We're in the presence of a microphone. It's really nice to have it this close to my face. The microphone is uh, dangerously close to Emily Fox's face. If you have uh, if you have uh, trouble hearing her, or if she's if you're hearing her too well, if she's too loud. Is please, this your way of being like, can you us? sound check us? Because Emily, you need to talk louder. No, it's more that I don't I don't have a sound engineer on site. Uh, so I this see. this may be helpful for, for This is a bit DIY. A little bit DIY here, uh, as we are as we're recording the first episode of our new podcast here on Post Show Recaps. We're talking about Big Little Lies, HBO drama, uh, second season is premiering this Sunday night, June 9th, 2019. We are getting this preview show in just under the wire. This is the first time that Emily and I have podcasted together since, I believe, the season or probably series finale of Sharp Objects. That's right. Uh, I think that we have carved out a nice little niche for ourselves here, Emily, of like the... the yeah, where well, you hand me the book and say, read this, the slightly and then they're making a TV show out of it, and you don't have to read it for whatever reason. slightly sexy, slightly dangerous drama based on a book on HBO uh, that, yeah, you do <laughs> tend to do the book report. It yeah. Tends to happen. Why? Why does that keep happening to me? Why? Can't I guess it you doesn't always just have to be like based on an HBO show. As a self-proclaimed writer who is like, I should be reading. Coming more. at me pretty hard, I'm Emily sorry, Fox, as I'm if sorry. you don't know how absolutely out of my mind I've been <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. I know. To be uh, really fair. tearing me apart in front of uh, the adoring public. So I appreciate that right off the start. I, I think got that nothing this, but love for you, Wiggler. This you is know a, that. this is a clear sign that this podcast was a good idea and something that we should be doing. Uh, but no. We are, we're talking about Big Little Lies. Uh, as, as improbable as it is that you and I are back on a podcast together, Emily, uh, it, is, it, is, it is probably more so improbable that there is a second season of Big Little Lies 
coming our way in the not-too-distant future. June 9th, Emily and I are going to be recapping the entire season. Um, If it's anything like season one, that's going to be seven episodes of the show. The show airs on Sunday nights on HBO. I think we're probably going to be getting these podcasts done Mondays, Tuesdays. They're not going to be like your your, your very first listen, your first choice on on Big Little Lies podcast if you're craving something immediately after the episode. Well, don't sell us short. Well, I'm not selling us short, but I believe uh, I was was talking to our mutual friend, Ben, actually the founder of the Wiggler's Wombats hat, uh, who had uh, he had informed me that there is a podcast out there called Big Little Live on The Ringer, which I was not aware of. Uh, so that's an option. So let's just like pump out the competition uh, as we're as we're starting here. What trying- are we going to call ourselves? Big Little Guys? Big Little Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is exactly what we're going to call ourselves. Okay, we're cool. the Big Little Guys. <laughs> uh, Emily and I like to order a very specific order from our uh, our favorite Chinese restaurant. And uh, we, we don't even say the name. We don't even say the order when we're both in the mood. We just look at each other and we go, you want the guys? Yeah, we we're want called the, the guys. guys. That's the specific order. Maybe someday if you stick around, we'll reveal exactly what the guys are. It's but a not great today. combo. Not today. We've got a lot to get through. You just made me really hungry. I'm pretty hungry as well. We okay. actually have to keep this a little tight because it's my brother's birthday and we've got a birthday dinner to get to. But we wanted at least. Wow, you dated us. We at least want to announce the fact that we've got this podcast coming your way. Do a little bit of setting up of shop as we are preparing for season two of Big Little Lies. If you have not subscribed to Post Show Recaps already, then uh, that was a mistake. Not one that you uh, have to live with, thankfully. You can rectify that. PostShowRecaps.com slash iTunes is the way to subscribe to us. We would love to be getting your feedback about Big Little Lies all season long, so the best way to do that, PostShowRecaps.com slash feedback is our feedback form on our website. We'll get emails that way. You can also tweet at us. Emily is at Emilet. On Twitter, like an omelet with an E instead of the O. I'm at Round Howard. The thing that I used to say is like Ron Howard, but rounder. I'm saying that less these days. Are but you, I, yeah, are I you feeling weird about it. that choice now? No, I'm not feeling weird are about anything. Are you leaning anything. into it more? I'm feeling great about yeah, everything. Yeah, you're fine. Feeling, you're great, fine. feeling great about everything. We would love to get your feedback for this podcast for Big Little Lies. Uh, that's the business right up front. I feel like we should talk a little bit about what a Big Little Lies even is Maybe before that, how are you doing, Emily? Like you've you've just finished graduate school. Yeah, you're you're free as a bird. I am. Uh, I'm about like two weeks out of grad school, and you handed me this book and said read it. Yeah. So here we are. For people who don't know, uh, that you may just be like wandering into this podcast. You've never heard Emily and I on a podcast before. You may have never even heard of who an Emily Fox is. She's my wife. She's my <laughs> my best friend. Uh, we've known each other for for many many years. Our marriage is. How would you who whose marriage on Big Little Lies would you compare ours to? Oh, most God. readily is that like a really scary question because like none of them are really that happy? yeah they don't have like great marriage i would power rank our marriage With over like every marriage every marriage on big little lies <laughs> i think ours is better i think there, there's 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 fewer secrets uh, maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit less karaoke than uh, yeah, than with Madeline true. and Ed. Yeah, uh, we don't really listen to a lot of Elvis in no. our household. But we also don't have like a young daughter who's DJing the whole time either. We do not. We do not have children. We no longer have cats. The yeah. last time you heard us on a podcast, we had cats. We don't anymore. That's a shame. 
It's a moment of silence. Rest in peace. Part of the cat, Leah, part of DiCaprio. Rest in peace, Isabella Catalini. I believe she was deceased by the the time you were listening to us the last time. Yeah. But we're doing great, is the yeah, point. No worries. We're no doing problems. fine. Everything's, Everything's good. Fine. Everything's great. Less not stressed. No, <laughs> everything is totally fine. Big little guys over here. A little bit of a, uh, existential dread just kind of washing over uh, everybody these days. And I think that Big Little Lies is a good show to kind of channel that, to harness that. Uh, I was going to say that. that while- Watch a bunch of wealthy white women drive. Driving around Malibu and like, or Monterey, Monterey I should say, yes. but it's much, clearly filmed in Malibu. Much, well, they, a lot of the establishing some shots. Of it, some of it's filmed on the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very, it's very clear there's a lot of, uh, you well, know. Well, I looked up all, where all the Brixby houses Bridge, are. Lots of, lots of I looked up where shots. all the houses are and they're all in Malibu. As is your want. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of exterior filming that is clearly done. That's true. In the yeah. Big Sur area. Correct. correct. Uh, the, so don't get mad at me, guys. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, you know, you know a lot of what you're talking about. Uh, I, I was struck as I, I was rewatching this show in order to to prepare for the fact that we're going to be podcasting about season two, Emily. Mm-hmm. And I was struck by the fact that even though, uh, as I had said before, there's not a lot of Elvis in our household. Basically, I hadn't realized that the soundtrack of Big Little Lies, like all the music that's featured in the first season of Big Little Lies, has been the music of the past like two years for us. You just like <laughs> completely robbed this soundtrack. And have uh, robbed is a strong word. It's a, maybe a strong word, but I feel like you just you, you you've taken all of the music from Big Little Lies and you've been playing it in our in our house and you've given no credit to Big Little Lies. But this has been very influential well, on listen, you sonically, at the very least. We're not playing that first like lead track though. That's the one song we haven't Ooh. played. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So I'm giving a very haunting look across the table. Yeah, at exactly. Emily Fox, uh, but. This is a this is a moody show. Is the point? Yes, it's a very moody show. Mm-hmm. Very moody music. Music that's going to stick in your teeth. I don't think that music really goes in your teeth. I really meant like stick in your brain. In your teeth holes. It's in your the, the, the music <laughs> is pouring out of your teeth holes and out into the world. But there's it's it's very atmospheric. There's a lot of angst as we've talked about, and it's it's just the the, the way that it's been shot, the way that it's been filmed, the way it's edited. Uh, it's it's all very like I don't know. It, it's it, haunting and it's beautiful and it's really creepy. And it's really compelling TV. So that's the mood, but we should talk plot. At the very least, we should talk about the plot of of season one, Big Little Lies, based on a book that we have we have mentioned a couple of times yes. here. Uh, Lianne Moriarty, Leanne Moriarty. Yeah, that's what I. I was thinking. Uh, Lianne Dane was uh, <laughs> was where my my head was you going. Mean Diane. Lane? Yes, of course, that was the joke. Don't bring her up yet. I know. Not you, ready. You're not ready for it's that. Too early. How? What if she was in season two of Big Little Lies? I would literally yeah, fall off this You would chair. pass away in front of me. Like, yeah. everyone's losing their mind over Meryl Streep in, being in this. If you told me Diane Lane, I'd be like, okay, so I'm not going to see anybody for the next couple of weeks. I mean, I suppose we very believe that Meryl Streep is going to be a, re- a regular presence in Big Little Lies in this show that we're about to talk yes. about, but that is jumping the gun as well. Big Little Lies, season one, based on this book by Leanne Moriarty. Who seems to write, like, kind of creepy novels about men deceiving women. What else has and- she written? A Husband's Secret. Ooh. My mom gave me that book and was like, you'll love this. And I was like, oh. Joanne. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I never, I haven't read it yet. So okay. that might be a beach read later this summer. All but, right. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. But you've been reading the book. Yes. Um, I, I think clearly uh, th- there's differences between the book Correct. and, and yeah. the show. So why don't, why don't we just establish what the show is for people who haven't seen the first season. First of all, I strongly watch recommend yeah. watch the first season. Yeah. You're going to want that context 
heading into season two of the show. But in the event, that- <laughs> there's no point in watching season two if you haven't seen season no, one. No, not. I mean, I think that I haven't seen season two yet, so I don't know that for sure. I think part of the purpose of us kind of catching people up here is that you could listen to this podcast and you could probably hop into season two, and hopefully, you would be okay. But season one of Big Little Lies was remarkable. There's a reason why this show is getting a sequel, and there's a reason mm-hmm. why Emily and I are very excited to talk about it. Uh, so, talk about it, Miss Fox. What is Big Little Lies all about? So basically, you're entering into a crime scene, um, which is sort of peppered throughout the both the episodes and as well as the chapters, where you're sort of building on this collective narrative of there's been a murder, and it's surrounding uh, this sort of fundraiser that's uh, associated with a school. So in the book, um, it's based in Australia, which most of uh, Leanne, or if not all of Leanne's books are based out of. So she's Australian herself. Um, that's... Uh, some sort of difference between what the TV and TV show ends up show is based in California. Yeah. Based in, and uh, there's some definite differences both with like the vernacular and sort of like the understanding, like, you know, they, they talk about Christmas and it's the summer and we all know that Christmas here is winter. Um, so there's the book, watch the first season. If you, if you haven't, is basically the point. I mean, it's a good book, but okay. yeah, I think that the show is does pretty well it's in sort of honoring time. the details, but also sort of taking the narrative and sculpting it to what they want it to be in terms of California life. Um, but yeah, it's uh, surrounding a whole bunch of moms who are living in Monterey in the in the uh, TV show, and their children who are all starting school together, and we find out that. Um, no, there's a new mom amongst the other women. She's a, a lot younger. She's uh, Shailene Woodley in the in the show, and her name's Jane, and she has a young son named Ziggy, and she doesn't sort of fit the mold of young mom. Ziggy. <laughs> yes, I believe uh, is young Sheldon. Yes, correct. Ian and Armitage. They don't really fit sort of like the quintessential like almost like a Stepford wife look of Monterey based on what you're seeing around them. You know, you have um, Reese Witherspoon who plays Madeline. She's very sort of punchy type a very opinionated, crazy, but like wonderful character. We have Celeste who's a little bit more subdued Played by Nicole Kidman, very delicate looking Nicole Kidman's the reason that the show became what it is now, because I think she was one of the producers on it. Okay. Is that what I'm hearing? She read this book over like overnight. Basically Nicole Kidman is credited as one of the executive producers. Yeah. As is Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, do you know the backstory of this? No, I do I, not. I, it's, I'm, I, I'm loosely remembering it as I'm talking about it, but apparently she read this book, woke up the next day, called like some agents and was like, I need this author. Like, to, Let's talk. I need Let's to meet, meet with her. Let's figure out how to make this into TV. So she she lives um, a beautiful life. Uh, Celeste lives this amazing life along the water as well. She has twin sons. She's married to Alexander Skarsgård, who's like this really um, preppy gorgeous sorry um, you love ace cars i love big him. fan he and leo are like top two um he where so do he, i fit in like of, six of like celebrities <laughs> you're like you're you're like a six josh you're, you're my number one okay. forever and carry always. on carry okay on. anyway so he is like this wealthy um financial hotshot travels all the time um and then we have uh, Renata, Renata Klein, yeah, Laura Dern, Ellie Who's Sattler Laura herself, Dern, and she, uh, she's married to this other great guy, and they like live on the water as well. So it's like all of these sort of narratives of women who are very powerful and wealthy. Um, some work, some do not. Um, 
but they're living along this coastline and very, very involved in their children's lives. Their kids are starting first grade. In the book, they're starting kindergarten. Small detail, but like they all know how to read in this. So I was like, well, you learn how to read in kindergarten. <laughs> it's true. But anyway, um, so all the kids uh, sort of are showing up and Jane uh, shows up with Ziggy and, you know, she gets befriended by Madeline pretty early on. They all go to this, uh, you know, sort of orientation for their kids at the pickup later on. They find out that Renata's daughter, Amabelle, not Annabelle, but Amabelle. And not Amma. No. There's another, another character Correct. that we talked about in the last yeah. time we podcast. So she. No spoiler, sharp object. She sort of um, shows up at a pickup and has these like awful neck wounds around her neck, like, you know, strangulation mark type things. And everyone's just like, whoa, what's what going on there? here? And so the teacher, which is also, this also feels very Australian. I feel like an American school would never have like a little girl stand in the middle and be like, point out who did this in front of everyone's parents. I don't know. You live in America today. Yeah, who knows what's going on? I don't on. know. It feels like a little bit not the right thing. Who knows? But anyway, she points out Ziggy and and fingers him as being the, the kid that did this to him, to her. And this sort of sets off this whole trajectory of Renata being really upset, Madeline and Celeste taking sides with their new friend Jane, whom they've only known for like an hour or two. Like Everybody dislikes Renata anyway. Yeah, Renata's Madeline sort of like a hot Renata. shot. She's the working mom, so she's sort of like on that side of things. But we're also seeing all of these different interviews taking place at the police station. Um, sort of like as a flash forward. Yeah, there's some there's some event in the distance. Yeah. It's the first it's the first scene that you see in the whole season. It's some event in the distance. Clearly, like something grisly has happened. We yeah. don't know what the details of that, but are. it's associated with the school. So we we're we're seeing, we're seeing all, the all these like talking heads yeah. of the parents, some yeah. of the faculty, and they're all basically weighing in on the main characters, and they're kind of weaving this mystery that we're we're being included into. In so far as something very bad happened with this very specific yeah. group of people, and we don't know exactly what and that this is. Could have been the catalyst is is this sort of showdown at the the orientation where a little boy strangled this little girl yeah so that's the that's and she's like, okay she just has the mark but it, well yeah it's a, yeah. obviously a traumatic thing and the but parents like, are no all one wants to see a first grader hurt like that so. no so that's that's really like the the driving engine of of the first episode and that leads us into a lot of what unfolds across uh, the season, which I think we'll, we'll talk about now in, in more detail. So if that's enough of a hook for you that you want to go and watch season one, if you haven't already and you're just listening to us right now, <laughs> go that, watch it. that enough of a hook? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, it sounds like maybe if, if this is, listen, if you're if you're won over by our charming personalities at yeah. this point, you want to hear us talking about this show. And if that, you know, initial description of the storyline sounds interesting, go check it out. It's, uh, you know, it's very mature content. Alexander Skarsgård, just watch it. He's intense. There's, You'll like it. There's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of nudity, graphic, uh, graphic language there's some graphic vi- novels there's there's no comic books as far as i could tell uh there there is some violence involved yes, it's mature sure. content so sure. uh, not safe for the kiddos uh watch it in your in your in your spare time if you are of age uh and uh yeah if it, if it strikes your fancy and you want to come along for the ride with us we're going to be talking about season two i think just to sort of set the stage for what season two could be about i think we got to kind of fast forward a little bit to to sort of end game material in season one which my memory is a little bit foggy on right now at this podcast will be much clearer are we gonna say what the spoiler is yeah i think we've given enough of a warning and if you haven't taken the hint get out yeah leave leave. uh we're about to get into it uh but i'm in the middle of my rewatch i'm at episode five of seven right now so the so for me like a lot of this is still like coming back into focus i'm I'm remembering how great this show is yeah i know the dialogue is amazing the acting is 
is just incredible. Uh, the fact that we're getting a second season is kind of surprising. So I'm, I'm yeah, pumped for I it. I feel like it should have maybe have been a standalone. Well, but we'll, like we're if we're going to have out. more of it, I'm going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, we're so. about to find out if it's if it's worth a second season. Um, but we we end the season. We we find out at the end of the first season that there there has been a killing. Uh, it is Alexander Skarsgård's character Perry Wright, who is Celeste's husband. Yes. Over the course of the season, we come to learn that he he's is a bit of a monster. He's a bit of a monster. He's very abusive. Uh, that the relationship between Celeste and Perry is fraught as all get out. It is it is really really intense. There's some really disturbing scenes of domestic violence uh, throughout the season. Um, but I'm I'm blanking. Maybe you can catch me up here. Like, yeah. How does how does it how does it come together? Like, how does he die? And how does this come to be like sort of like this bonding point for not just Madeline, but also Celeste and Jane uh, we, and Renata and Renata and Bonnie, who we haven't talked about. Zoe yeah. Kravitz is one yeah. of the, the main five women on this show. So how does this all come together? So obviously there's a lot of tension between all of these women throughout the season because everyone's trying to get to the bottom of like why Ziggy would do this. And Jane is saying, listen, this is my son. I know him really well. Like he wouldn't have. But there's a dark cloud over Jane that we start to unfold and and sort of get to know better throughout um, the season where we're seeing a lot of flashbacks where she seems a little bit fuzzy on details. Right. And we find out that. She is, in fact, a mother to Ziggy from uh, from and he's a product of date rape. Yeah. So she went out on this one night stand with this guy, but she finds out later that like she was raped and she becomes pregnant because of the rape and decides to keep the baby. The baby ends up being Ziggy, who's very lovely and wonderful. But at the same time, she kind of wonders, like you can tell throughout, you know, she her character is sort of looking at him and being like, could he have done this? There is a darkness like his father is somebody who violated me horribly in one of the worst ways any man can. Even so. though, like, he's, like, like, to say he's completely out of the picture, yeah, like, even under cells. Like, she, she doesn't just, even really know yes. where he is and who he is. And there's a point in which Madeline sort of, you know, involves herself, as she tends to do in a lot of these storylines, where she's like, let's figure out who this guy is. Let's track him down. But, you know, it ends up being fruitless for the most part. We're also watching a lot of these other characters interact in ways where like Bonnie uh, also has a daughter. So she is Madeline's ex-husband's new wife. They have a daughter together that's the same age as Ed and Madeline's daughter, Chloe, who is the DJ of the entire show for the most part. So they are sort of on like a parallel um, sort of plane yeah Yeah, when it comes to this school even though uh madeline and nathan who's her ex-husband they have an older daughter abigail together so there's this like fraught tension of like madeline kind of being annoyed that he's being a better father father to this new little girl in his life with bonnie than he was to their daughter that they shared together abigail but so she has like a lot of resentment towards Bonnie for a lot of reasons. Bonnie also has like a very special relationship with their older daughter, Abigail, and Madeline doesn't like that, which, you know, is understandable. I think a lot of moms have issues with stepmoms to kind of like stepping on their toes. Maybe that's why they call them stepmoms. Oh, um, relax. Anyway, so that's going it's a on. blanket statement. And Celeste, meanwhile, is sort of watching all of the antics around her, dealing with these two rambunctious twins that she's raising and really handling the fact that she is in this abusive relationship. It's emotional. It's very sexually abusive too. And finally decides over time that maybe she needs to talk to somebody without him. Yeah. She's realizing that maybe it's time for her to get out. Maybe it's not safe for her and her children anymore. Things seem to be escalating. So she goes and finds herself a new apartment, tries to get out of uh, the marriage quietly, safely, which we all know like, 
uh, domestic abuse victims it's, have a really hard time well, leaving if they're ever even able to. It's right? very challenging. Yeah. So that illustrates that's very well illustrated, I think, in this in this show. But we're watching all of this happen and we're watching Renata, who's trying to make sense of all of this, trying to fit in with the mom group, even though she's a full time working mom. So all of these things are sort of buzzing around. Jane looks up and notices that Perry all of a sudden is the missing puzzle piece to that black. Because she's never night. met she's, Alexander Skarsgård's character. She's never met him. Yeah. They're always like he's always traveling. He's never at any of the parent teacher things, right? So we've seen him in all of these scenes, you know, sort of interacting very loosely, maybe with a few other people, but mostly only with Celeste. So we realize in that moment that Jane's never met him. So she looks up at this fundraiser and sees him. Meanwhile, there's like this whole fight with Ed and Madeline going on where like they're trying to figure out their marriage. So, Ed is played by Adam Scott, yeah. by the way. If that's a draw, Adam Scott is on the this. show. He's so good. <laughs> it's that great moment yeah. where he stands up to Madeline's ex-husband. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I always fantasized about killing the bully. Yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Speaking directly to my heart. That. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But anyway, Celeste and Perry are in like this really like Basically, almost physical altercation in public for the in first public time. For the first time, yeah. so everyone's kind of seeing this happen from afar, which sort of um, adds more credibility to a lot of the witness statements that are taken throughout the show that we're seeing at the police station. So we're seeing all of this happen at once. He starts to lunge. I think he even realizes that Jane's there, and he has a moment of clarity. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay. So everyone's starting to realize, and women being the intuitive beings and wonderful people that they are, especially in this show, notice Jane's revulsion and reaction to him. And so Madeline's like, oh my God, Renata's like, huh? Because Renata's like, wait a second, I don't think Ziggy did this. Right. We're realizing that it was one of the twins that did this. Yeah, so, uh, so they're pa- Perry and out. Celeste have twin yeah. sons and they're they're reenacting yeah, they're on acting Renata's out child. What they probably think is probably normal interaction what because they've, they've been watching their parents fight like this. So there's sort of like this huge puzzle piece that gets fit into place. He starts to lunge towards everyone. And like collectively, they're all there because they're seeing all this stuff happen and everyone's sort of gathering to watch this happen. And, you know, it's one of those moments where he's like a cornered animal and all these women are coming up and Bonnie pushes him. Yeah. She kills him. He falls down the stairs and he's dead. He's dead. So that's like the big cliffhanger. It's not even a cliffhanger. I mean, there's some reason. He's dead. He's he's dead. (laughs) And beyond that, I feel like these these women now are like kind of bonded over this incident right even renata who's somebody that they didn't really like that much yeah she seems like she is uh integrated into this group a little bit like they're kind of all bonded together over this highly traumatic thing that totally happened. which i think would happen to most normal people yeah <laughs> so this is it's interesting because as as far as we knew this was kind of you know that was going to be the way that they left it yeah uh you're reading the book right now i, I believe you haven't finished the book i yet. haven't i am told that the ending is slightly different okay so we'll so we'll, we'll leave it at that we'll see how that plays hopefully i can finish it in the next couple of days hopefully we'll you can yeah exactly so it's 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 interesting though because the the story for all intents and purposes was was wrapped you know it, it ends on kind of that intense note uh that there's you know these these feelings of uh you know like these people who've come together and like you know have New friendships have been made, new, new things have been forged, new lives have been created, but for a higher purpose, you get the sense. Uh, and now in walks season two, uh, 
which is is no longer directed by Jean-Marc Vallée. Oh no! Who who was uh, the the director? I was going to ask you that. Both season one and Sharp Objects. Uh, so someone who we certainly we were, can't do this podcast. We anymore. can't. We have we to. Have ba- to we, we have to, have to bail. Yeah, uh, Andrea Arnold is the name of the person who is uh, directing all of season two. All right. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. Into it. Um, but season two. I mean, there's there's no book track to to adapt. I believe. Uh, and uh, we all know how that goes. Well, <laughs> listen. Don't trigger me, please. Uh, we know that. <laughs> that Leanne Moriarty is is once again involved in developing out the story. Uh, David E. Kelly has has written all the episodes oh, once right. again. Good. He had written everything for season He's one. Excellent. He's writing everything for season two. Um, so a lot of you know the, the cast is is intact. Be- is, right? in, is intact. Um, I I think that we're even gonna even though he's deceased. I think we're even gonna see more of Alexander Skarsgård's character, which makes sense because there is this haunting vibe. I'm and sure there'll be flashbacks. Flashbacks. There's in like the the way that the story is told. Even in the first season, is like there are moments where uh, where Jane, where Shailene Woodley is like fantasizing about like shooting the the man yeah. who attacked her, uh, even though that's not actually what's happening. And they'll like show you that. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of ways in which Alexander Skarsgård is still haunting some of yeah. these women, so, and it makes you wonder about his other business trips. Right. So who knows? Like yeah. I think that that's bound to be pretty intense, but. Uh, there is a very much alive character who is connected to Alexander Skarsgård who is making their way into season two. And that is indeed played by the legendary Meryl Streep uh, as Mary Louise Wright, who is Perry's mother, uh, who is coming to Monterey to probably investigate what the hell happened here. Why didn't they get Stellan? What happened to my... (laughs) (laughs) I I think clearly they needed the mother. What happened to my son? I mean, Stellan would have been great. He's (laughs) in the HBO family. It needs some work, but I appreciate the effort. I need to watch more Chernobyl. Chernobyl uh, has has just wrapped. Uh, Emily and I are behind on that. No spoilers there, please. please. Uh, I mean, we know what happened, but... I mean, I I, I think to, to complain about the fact that we're about to get seven weeks of an HBO show with Meryl Streep as a lead character feels like a silly thing. You know, we're in 2019. We deserve some good things here. And Meryl Streep being on television definitely decisively seems like win, one of them. Win, win, win. I'm very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, me so too. So we've got a great cast that's already there. It's now additionally enhanced with the involvement of Meryl Streep. Um, and that's really, those are the building blocks for what we're working with coming into season two. So season two premiering on June 9th on HBO. Same night that uh, that Billions is is wrapping. It's very, very mm. good. What a season, night! Which is a which is a show that we do not podcast about here. We have no idea what to talk about on post show recaps. We have no idea how to how to even begin discussing billions. But Emily and I love watching billions. It's such a good show. So feel free to just like to, you can add us about billions. We would yeah. love to talk to you online about billions. Uh, so maybe if you're a billions person, watch billions first because of course that takes priority. It's the best show on television secretly. Uh, but then Big Little Lies, and then Emily and I will be getting together on Monday to podcast about it. So send us your questions. Watch the episode and send us your. questions questions postshowrecaps.com slash feedback or tweet at us at round howard at emilet those are the ways to get to us and subscribe postshowrecaps.com slash itunes and you will not miss an episode of this podcast have i left anything out emily no i think you got it okay so that's it big little eyes season two preview show in the books we are going to be getting into season two episode one in short order uh the name of the episode emily you ready yeah what have they done? Oh my god! That's the name of the episode. Oh my son! My son. Uh, so what? What have they done? Uh, season two, episode one, the eighth episode overall of Big Little Lies. Uh, as we watch this season, I feel like we should track the viability of a third season. Like I was just thinking about what dinner I was going to make. Oh, in what we context? We should track that. 
for for tonight. We're going out to eat. No, 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 no. Like every Sunday for this show. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, this is. Should we have a big little lies like big little guys? Big little guys. <laughs> well, I feel like we're probably going to order the guys. I feel like that uh, every that, Sunday. Yeah. Well, listen, I've got a waistline that I'm trying to slim down, mm. so per- perhaps not. But some some of these uh, some of these Sundays. I don't know. Nights. Maybe I'll come up with a recipe for every week. Or All something. right. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll sorry, see. Sorry. We'll sorry. Just riffing. I'm vibing. I'm you're vibing. This. You're feeling yeah, good. Okay. We're back in front of a microphone, and we're very happy about it. We've always, we always love podcasting to, to, together, and sometimes it's just hard to find the right excuse. But this is a good excuse. We're gonna yes. we're gonna have a great time here. We hope you guys are along for the ride. Uh, and until next week, uh, you've got a weekend to binge watch Big Little Lies, whether that's a first watch or a rewatch. Get caught up. We're going to have a great time on this podcast talking about some probably intensely serious subject matter. And we will we will do our best to pick apart <laughs> what, is, try. <laughs> what is sure to be a very winding drama in the weeks ahead. For sure. uh, so until next week. Bye, Emily. Bye. Bye.